The fans needed an episode, so we're giving them an episode. This is what Connor wanted. Yeah. Who's Connor? He's one of my friends. Oh, okay. started listening. So, it's Connor, and not the rest of our loyal followers <laughs> that finally get well, us to put... keeps asking. He, every time I see him, every, he's like... That's true, no one else time, has asked. Every time I see Connor, he's like, when are you doing yeah, another like, pod? And I'm like, I don't know, man. He just doesn't know what's going on, because he doesn't know anyone, and he's just like... <laughs> He listens for the insight. Like, Gabe Davis is the most mid wide receiver of all time. Yeah. Well, we gotta have some it has been that. an entire third of the season, and we've not released an episode yeah. since before the draft. So, whatever fan base we had built up, if you're still out there, you survived Armageddon. Shout out you, you know? Yeah. That's loyalty right but there. But if we're being completely honest, the person to blame here is Jason. It is. Yeah, we're is like, I need a hiatus. I'm, I'm spending too much time on fantasy. The man oh, is a professional baby. paid sports writer, but he doesn't have time to do and produce a podcast for all of you. I, at first, it was he was spending time with his wife and his kids. Then it was he has a kickball league Tuesday nights. We don't know what type of lie he's going to try to tell us next, but we just decided we needed to buckle down myself, Eric, Josh, and just actually produce something here. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, well, <laughs> it's, it's been a third of the season, yep. that's for sure. Yep. Jason's in first place, but he's now quarterbackless. There's not a whole lot more to say except for that. Protect your QBs. At all costs. At all costs. PSA, do not trade with Jason. You know the deal. The only scenario in which you should get, in which you should trade away a quarterback, is if he were to offer you Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Which is not going to happen. It, which is not going to happen. Geno Smith for C-Mac and Saquon? That's a steal. That, that would be a steal. And so, uh, do not let this man destroy your teams yet again. He's going to send you Cam Akers or Nico Collins. That's always going to be the initial offer. Do not take it. And he might be upset that we're focusing so much on that, but he had every right to be here. We begged him to be here. Those days are done. He yeah. had to go to Bermuda. He just had to. I don't know. He walked out of the door in his badge rolls today. That is true. I, no. He's in Chicago. I don't know what he was doing. It's theme night for kickball. Oh, okay. And their theme was colleges. Even though he's a well-known, he's a documented Gophers fan. His anti-Badger agenda is out of this world. Yes. It's crazy. He did but refer to them as my Gophers this weekend. He did. He was wearing uh, a Gopher bag. Like, I forgot, like a drawstring bag. And all, all Badger all stuff. <laughs> like, Badger all hat, shirt. <laughs> he had he a, had a, did he have a Hornybrook jersey? Did he? I don't know. He might have had a Hornybrook jersey on. Just... Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. But screw him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other surprises, though, I would say in, in Conference 1, aside from Jason being 3-1, and one, the other 3-1 and one teams are Travis and Michael. And so I'm not sure either of those owners are people that someone would, would pin as being 3-1 and one at the third-way mark of the season. But Travis basically on the back of Cooper Cup and yeah. Michael on the back of a rather balanced team, I would have to say. I don't know if it's balanced anymore. I actually don't know his team. I only knew Travis had Cooper Cup. Does Michael have Justin Jefferson? No, he doesn't. He has okay. Jamar Chase and Jalen oh, okay. Waddle, and okay. that's kind of the issue. He also has Antonio Gibson, and Brian Robinson slated to play. 
he's the better running back, according to uh, Ron Rivera. Well, not he didn't say that directly, but he was hinting that. Yeah, we'll see if Ron Rivera right. has a job in a couple That's of weeks. That's fair. Ron that Rivera, fair. he's a good dude. I have faith. Also, they still have J.D. McKissick. That's going to yeah. be a loaded backfield. Like, not loaded in talent. Loaded as in, like, no one's going to actually do something. A little three-headed monster there. A monster. Yeah, three-headed marks. cuddle pet. That's a, that's a three-headed chihuahua right there. Yeah. Gibson started the year decent. Then he did. He's had good games. He's had not-so-good games. Yeah. I mean, that you know, just... He needs a positive game script for the Commanders, and that just has not happened very often. Carson Wentz. Just not... Not not him, you know? Carson Wentz not is him. the king of the arm punt. I will have you know that I have Carson Wentz in two leagues that I'm 4-0, and he's been the reason. I don't he's think like, that's true. <laughs> what QB rank is he? He's like... Well, he had like two massive games and then two yeah, yeah, he did. good games. Oh, but that's because it was like 72 degrees at kickoff. He's the best quarterback 73, at 73. 73, 73 degrees, okay. yes. Credit, pardon my take. Rivaling podcast, if you've heard of well, him. We Friend shall see. Pop. It Friend does remain to be seen. Michael, Travis, they both are pretty reliant yeah. on their superstars, but... The rest of that division is just a bunch of wild cards. You have Linnea at two and two, Rafi one and three, Mark one and three. Rafi and Mark, you don't typically see them there at that one and three mark. And the reality is that neither of their teams really looked poised to break out. Like you have some teams that all they need is to get that player back from injury, or all they need is their their backup running back to become a starter. Both of those teams look like they need a bit of work. The issue with Mark's team is Devontae just hasn't been Devontae. And I don't know if that has something to do with Josh McDaniels or it has something to do with David Carr, Derek Carr, one of the two cars, not actually being a Hall of Famer. But he's not carrying him like Mark thought he would. And then also his running backs are Madison and Hubbard. And like Madison was supposed to have that big week because... Mm -hmm. Delvin Cook. Well, the reality is, he almost, Mark once again almost had two starting running backs because both McCaffrey and Cook were poised to be out this week. Yeah. And then they both played. Yeah. Mark yeah. also auto drafted, so it's not like he. Uh, it's he not, was, no. Yeah, he was in Puerto uh, Rico. Okay, okay. Yeah, so did Mark auto draft because he was at a wedding? Yes. Did he have no running backs as a result? Yes. Do I feel sympathy? No, because the year prior, when he did yeah. draft, he'd still drafted no running backs, and he still made it. To the quarterfinals, semifinals, semifinals last yeah. year before he was beat by the Dolphins' defense. So the reality is that actually, I think Auto Draft did a pretty nice job of drafting Mark's team. It's just this is the consequence when you can't find that running back. And to be fair, the way Mark hawks the waiver wire, who's to say he doesn't end up with one? Yeah, he's gonna eight of the ten teams. He's gonna get a good running back this week, whether it's Mike Boone or it's. Uh, That's true. Yeah. Uh, What's, what's, uh, Latavius, what's Murray? Hun- Latavius Murray? What's Huntley's first name? Chandler? Caleb? Oh, oh the, Caleb Huntley. Yeah. 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 The backup running back for Algier now. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. 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 It, it seems like that might be a 50-50 split. We'll see Pat's out. He does yeah. have a high... He's, he has the top waiver priority. He does. So, Mark, so. if you listen to this... Well, waivers run tonight, so we'll yeah, have to release this and then you'll have to listen. So, hard to say. Who knows? This analysis could be moot within 24 hours if Mark has a de facto starting running back. Yeah, it'd be a shame if this was released tomorrow. Yeah, uh, Eric, <laughs> Eric will get to in a little bit, but he's the on the receiving end of that. 
Mike Boone starting Javante Williams out yeah. news that has to be rather deflating. While we're on that topic, how are you feeling, man? It, it's been 48 hours since Javante destroyed his knee. How does it feel to have had championship aspirations crushed in week four? Yeah. I don't know if... Okay. It's a bigger issue with the Broncos' offense in general. He wasn't doing well. And, I, like, it sucks that he got injured because he was my first-round pick. But, I mean, truth is, he was, what, running back, like, 30 coming into this week. Yeah. He but did, do you think the Broncos' offense, it can only get better is the reality of where it was. No, if it can't. Like, Nathan, there's a chance Nathaniel Hackett gets canned fairly soon. Because, like, that offense sucks so bad. They lost to the 0-3 Raiders. They had, I think... What two? They're two and two, I believe. I think they had two pretty fluky wins. I mean, that that game against the Forty ers Holy cats! Watching that game was horrible. It was eleven. At the to same 10. time, though, the Rams just put up nine points on that Forty ers defense yep. again in San Francisco. I'm not sure. Somewhat, it might just be that again the Forty ers defense. It got them to the conference championship last year. It could just get them there again. It's just, I don't know, watching the games, and they have, I think, six more primetime games, I think. Oh, God, yeah. that's not going to be fun. They just can't move the offense. The running game, like, doesn't look good. Melvin Gordon has four fumbles, I believe, in four games. He's lost, I think two of them have been fumble sixes, so yes. we got butterfingers over here. Yeah, one and of then, them was a 99-yard fumble six. Yeah, not not great. I don't know, Russ, Russ had a great week. This week, but before that, he just hasn't shown, like, he's not cooking. There's always the memes on Twitter of Russ cooking, and it's just, like, Lunchables, you know? Like, he, he doesn't <laughs> look good. And, like, Cortland Sutton, all right. Jerry Judy, all right. Tight ends, Alberto just doesn't, he's not involved. No. Um, Fun fact, I want to point this out to everyone. Pay very close attention when Albert O, number 85, goes into the game. It is a guaranteed pass. They and have not changed this since week one. Run, it has always been a pass. Yeah. If he is not on the field, it will be a run. And that goes all the way back to the preseason when he was playing late into the third preseason game because yeah. they said he needed to work on his run blocking. Clearly they don't trust him, and clearly they don't have the capability to disguise that either. The Broncos also don't have a good wide receiver three, which I think hurts them a lot. It's yeah, like Tim Judy, Patrick's injury. Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler. Hamler, I was pretty high on in some dynasty drafts. And it's like, he doesn't play at all. Like, he just doesn't. He was injured for two weeks already, and it's just not like They do a lot, of, a lot of 12 personnel sets where they're getting two tight ends in. Yeah. So, so not a whole lot true. of room for a third. Yeah. Now that we've dissected the Broncos... <laughs> offensive woes down to a T. Uh, bouncing back, we mentioned that Jason was 3-1. and one. He's currently number one in the league overall as well, but in his division, you have Christian at 2-2, two and two, Adam at 2-2, two and two, Trevor at 2-2, two and two, and then another surprise, Blake at 1-3. and three. And so you look at Rafi, Blake, and Mark, if you would have told me that they'd started combined 3-9, and nine, that I just it just doesn't track with a lot of other seasons is the reality. I... I, I, I have like, a, like Blake's Blake team. always yeah. starts slow, not, and then he'll make some trade halfway through the year that skyrockets his team to like five and seven, six and six, and then he makes a run in the playoffs. Yeah, I That's like Blake's does. team. It's yeah. just you don't expect him to start one and three. I'm not concerned about it. I mean, it sucks because preseason, like before week one, I look at his team. 
I'm like, this is a dang good team. It but is. now you see Gabe Davis, who nickname Noodle has given him is King Mid. Yeah, which, King Davis, Lord of Mid. Heir to all fantasy analyst nightmares. It is starting to track. I, I hate that because I was kind of high on Gabe Davis. And then Darnell Mooney, who just sucks. You just don't throw the ball. It's not Mooney's fault, but yeah. I mean, yeah, Justin Fields is what? I think it's 38 uh, completed passes through four weeks. It's just not that offense. Yeah, I, when you look at the players that the fantasy community was most hyped about coming into the year, this year has been particularly rough. They're yeah. 0-3, 0-4. I mean, you look at Russell Wilson. Yep. You look at... Gabe Davis, you look at, I'm trying to think, who else they just hyped up to no end. I mean, Darnell Mooney. I, to, to some extent, that was also me. That's but fair. who can predict DeAndre, DeAndre, DeAndre like Swift was a massive hype. However, to be fair, he's, perfor- he's performed when he's been in. Yeah, he's just been injured. Yeah. Kamara, yeah. although Kamara kind of, yeah, with the suspension. Yeah. yeah. So. A lot of running backs have been kind of... Yeah, kind of I would slow. say they they were right about Brees Hall taking the starting job because yeah. week by week he has definitely outpaced Michael Carter. Yeah, so he got the touchdown late. Probably should week. mention the fact that Christian's team, after auto drafting, I believe had two defenses and three kickers on it. He did, and he has managed to turn that team around pretty fantastically, making a trade first with Josh to clear out. He also was drafted two tight ends in, say, the first six or seven rounds. Yeah, he got two top eight tight ends. Yeah, and so he managed to flip, frankly, the tight end that had more trade value but has performed substantially worse for Damian Pierce, who is a player that seems to really be coming into his own at this point. Even in negative game strips, he's scoring a lot of points. I believe when I drafted him in round seven or eight, I said, y'all are not respecting the value. And we did not, and the reality is that Josh ended up parting ways with him before he maybe should have. I, say, yeah. I don't think you understand the value of him. Yeah. Who, who could have predicted that all three of but, our running backs would be injured? To be fair, you had Alberto, correct, yeah. as your tight end, and you did need to do something at tight end. Yeah, I didn't and want to. And you had it. excess capital at running back. So the trade made sense, and then Christian at the same time flipped Christian McCaffrey for CeeDee Lamb and Drake London. And now typically you don't want to be on the end of the two-for-one where you're receiving the two players for the one very good player. But in Christian's case, he just need, he needed starting players to fill those roster spots. Mm-hmm. And you look at his team this week, he scored the most points in the league. Yeah. Like uh, You can say maybe the trades are ill-advised, but I don't think you can argue with when you make two trades and all of a sudden you're the highest-scoring team. I, you're doing something right. Something was you won some part of that. Well, trade. what was going right was T.J. Hawkinson. That's what was going right. That does help. That does. That what does was help. it? Thirty points. I think 30, he had like thirty-five. Thirty-five point. Thirty-five nine. points. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, that's not going to be Hawkinson every week, but it does show that Hawkinson has that potential to step up in that Lions defense. That I think a lot of people were starting to get worried that he was not panning out. But it is a little concerning that, yeah, he hasn't done well. And they the Lions are the highest-scoring offense. Yes. And it took a 48-point – wait, no, they scored 45 ah, points 45, 48. for him to go off. In the other three games, they still scored roughly the same amount. I think the Lions are averaging, I think, 38 points a game. Yeah. Still not great. 
He gets to go against, I mean, if you look on NFL.com, I don't know how great this is for tight ends. There's a lot of red down the line. I don't know. The Lions are exciting, but at the same time, I don't know. He, we'll see. Amon Ross St. Brown is out this week, too. You got to figure he'll that out. Yeah, he'll be back. So, so he'll probably be back after the bye week. Yeah, so we'll see how sustainable that is. Very fair. Uh Moving on then to Adam's team, gotta give Adam props for defeating Jason. It removes the final undefeated mm-hmm. team in the league. I believe it. it's definitely the earliest that we don't have any undefeated teams remaining. It's week five, and yeah. nobody's 4-0. I mean, yep. you compare that to some past years. Adam's was 11-0. Josh had a couple seasons all the way to eight or nine wins. Yeah, I had one up to six, I think, in the first year. But it's really anyone's game. There's nobody that's 0-4 at the same time, which is kind of fun, which means that everyone is at most two games out of their division title, and everyone's in the playoff race. I mean, everyone should be in the playoff race. 16-team. Oh, yeah. The reality is that 0-4, you're still in the playoff race. But everyone's in there fighting for the divisions. That is true. Why do you guys think that is? I... uh, I, I have my own theories, but I want to hear what you guys think. I think my my theory on this is probably just that fantasy analysis as a whole is just getting better. I feel like our mock drafts are getting closer to accuracy, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I would say the NFL rankings were better this year than they have been in the past. Yeah, like I, there were some that were kind of like head scratchers, like Damian Pierce not even being on the list. But, like, for the most part, it felt a whole lot better than, like, ESPNs. I think a lot of the top talent this year isn't performing as well as people thought they were. That I think true. some of the, like, mid-round value was severely underrated. Especially at running back. I, I mean, I think I saw a stat that Saquon Barkley threw four weeks as wide, or running back one. Yes. It's the lowest running back one score yes. through four weeks since... Like, what, 2010 or something I like that? I saw that exact same stat, yeah. I mean, look at, like, Jonathan Taylor, for example. He's running back 20 right now. Yeah. And, he, I mean, there's fears that he misses Thursday. He's not looking like a great value pick. Number one running back is Nick Chubb right now. For yeah. half-point people. I, under, I hear that. However, McCaffrey and Barkley both missed last year as well, and they were the one and two pick. That's And fair. so I, I think top talent has missed that before. I think... To your point, though, it's that it's not that the top talent necessarily has been injured, but it's that different players are having different boom weeks. Yeah, Nick Chubb has been the only one to have, and Saquon Barkley, are really the only ones to have three straight boom weeks to start the season, whereas Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron, Aaron Jones had a 30-point game bookended by two 10-point games. Like yeah. Every running back, DeAndre Swift, 30-point game bookended by an injured out and another 10-15 point game. And so I think, I mean, I think my team is kind of a good textbook example of how I started the same roster in week three and week four. In week three, they scored 60 points. In week four, they scored 124 points. It's just the players that are booming and busting from a week-to-week basis, there's been no consistency this year thus far. And maybe that marks a change in the NFL as a whole. Maybe it's like players are becoming much more specialized in specific roles that they do, and those roles may be more useful against 
one team as opposed to another. It could be as much as matchup exploitation. Yeah. That offenses well, are getting better at recognizing what matchups need to be used. In different I think games. somewhat related to that is I don't think there is as many blowouts this year as there have been in previous years. That is true. There years. have been so many comebacks this there year. There have been so many close games in general. I mean, like... You see week one, you have Bills-Rams, and it's like, that's, like, bad, and you're like, is this how, like, the Bills are just going to steamroll everyone? And then they have, like, what, close games against the Ravens and the Dolphins. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know a game, many games yeah. off the top of my head that are double-digit wins. And when you look at, even the Eagles were blowing up the Lions week one, but the yeah. Lions come back and make that a three-point game. Right, I, yeah. You're right, you really can't think of many two-possession games that just destroyed fantasy weeks where one team just doesn't score at all. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, and honestly, part of that might be the quarterback play. When you look at, there was a couple of years there where you kind of had the old guard and the new guard, and there's that like five to six year gap in quarterback talent where you kind of have your Matthew Stafford, your Matt Ryan, that's slowly starting to age out as well. And then finally last year you had that infusion of Justin Herbert you had that infusion of, what was it, was there five rookie quarterbacks last year starting? Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance started a game, didn't he? Yeah, who else was in there? Who else was in there at this point? Trevor um, Lawrence. Davis Mills, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Okay, so, you had, so last year, Jaguars players were non-starters. Yeah. You couldn't start them at all. Yep. This year, Christian Kirk's the number six wide receiver. Yep. So you have, the Jaguars, you have teams that, yeah. the Lions, the Seahawks, and the Jaguars were teams that going into this year, historically, you didn't want any players on them because you're yeah. like, their offenses aren't going to move the ball. They're not going to score. And they've been some of the highest scoring teams. Their teams are not good. They will not make the playoffs. Jaguars. Okay, the Jaguars. Jaguars should make the Okay, yeah. That, that's, yeah. Remove them, though. Yeah. Look at, like, say, the Texans, the Falcons, the Seahawks, and the Lions. Yeah, yeah. And again, some people thought the Lions might make the playoffs. But really, those four teams, no one would have given any shot to. Same with the Commanders. Yeah. But they're still scoring so many points, their players are fantasy-relevant. Yeah. I, I don't think... Any, I think the quarterback play has a lot to do with just making the rest of the players relevant on the team. Yeah, I would agree. So, which is very exciting for a 20-team league. It is. Yeah. When, <laughs> when you're scrounging for that flex player... I mean, I don't think Linnea would have ever thought her flex wide receiver would be the number six wide receiver in the league through four weeks. Yeah. In Christian Kirk. And that's just and that's not something that historically has happened a whole lot. Right, so right. it's fun to see that relevancy. But so that kind of wraps up the review of conference one at this point. Is there a team that you guys feel surprised you? Maybe a team that you think has the the edge to win this conference at this point in time? Any initial initial bets you want to put down? I'm going to go on a limb. Man, I respect Jacob for taking, like, all the Chiefs players. I kind of want to see He's in the other conference. Is he? Yeah. Um, No, I don't think he is. is. He's conference two. Wait, Jacob? Yeah, Jacob. No, Jacob was in division. Yes, we're talking about conference one. What? We've talked about Jason's division and uh, Mark's division. You know, all right, getting back on track. I actually like Linnea's team. Linnea's yes. team is it's it's that was in- my pick. But yeah, it's yeah. interesting to me. They got Josh Allen, which is like obviously you need a good quarterback. I think Eric has got me on the you need a good quarterback in the twenty team league train. It's kind of like a super flex. 
yeah, the running backs are, yeah, but like, Tyler Lockett, Ola Chris Olive Garden, Michael Gallup, Christian Kirk, Bobby Trees, like, so much depth at wide receiver that no one thought was going to pop off this week, this year, really. And I, I just kind of, I'm excited <laughs> to see where Linnea's team goes. Yeah, I think her team is less dependent on one star player compared to Michael and Travis's team, where if Linnea can get enough consistency down the stretch, I would, I would at this point, parlay Linnea's team to win their divi her division and Christian's team to win his division. And again, divisions in Conference 1 are Jason, Christian, Adam, Trevor, and Blake. And then in Division 2 of that conference, Michael, Travis, Linnea, Rafi, and Mark. So, Eric, do you have do you have a team that you're pulling for that you think makes a run? Yeah, I I don't know. I I like I want to say Travis's team. I know he's three and one right now, but looking at it, I don't know. Looking at it, Raheem Mostert is going to be. He looks like he's the starting back mm -hmm. out of the um for the Dolphins right now. Chase Edmonds is like the goal line back. He's not averaging many yards per carry. He has the touchdowns in each game. I don't know each game. I think he has three touchdowns, though. But Mostert looks like he could be good. Kareem Hunt, it's tough. I don't think you're getting... You saw week one what he did, and he got the touchdowns. But I, lately, it's been the Nick Chubb show. He is the number one running back. But Kareem Hunt, there's, like, murmurs. He might get traded to the, or the, the Broncos. Not saying that's true. If he were to be traded to a, like a top contender, automatically relevant. Not saying that's going to happen. But he's just always going to be there in Cleveland. He's a solid RB2 in the grand scheme of things. And then Corey Davis, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, just you know what he's going to do. Corey Davis on the Jets. Jets are exciting. I like the Jets this year. They are a very exciting team. They are 500 week four. The Jets, you know, they get my blood going. You saw Zach Wilson has that dog in him, as uh, Sam would say. So, I, I don't know. Travis' team, 3-1. and one. I think if you looked at this team week one, you wouldn't see too much, especially out of the running backs. But with Raheem Mostert coming back alive, Kyler Murray, he can run the ball too. He looks, I think the common saying is he looks like a little kid just stole your dad's phone or something. He's yeah, he looks like around. a toddler that stole his parents' yeah, phone. He, he's a fun player to watch. So, Travis' team... It's a little surprising to me, looking at his team from a week one standpoint. He's three and one, but I think he could edge out some of those top teams out there. He's he's this this is easily the best draft Travis has had. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Oh, for sure, I would agree. Yeah, and he even got the great meme lord. Yes, Alameda Pizzeria Zacchaeus. Yes. So I I just remember Travis being here and just the picks that he was making this season compared to perhaps some of the previous seasons. It, they were just very on point, yeah. and it's shaped out, and he deserves a 3-1 record that he has. Oh, and he's got Elijah Mitchell coming off IR at some point. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's even more interesting. Yeah, this team down the stretch, if especially if Kareem Hunt were to get traded, even if he doesn't, I mean, you have to think that over time it's going to have to balance out between him and Chubb. Uh, Chubb, yeah. in the past, has not been able to survive 17-game seasons. Plus, I, I, in the receiving, yeah. I mean, I can see multiple times where the Browns are going to be down. And, I mean, the Browns have an okay team. Kareem Hunt's historically been the receiving back. And you have to bring up 
as much as I hate to say it, the Deshaun Watson, when he gets unsuspended, that team's probably going to be a lot more pass-happy. Who's going to be the direct beneficiary of that from the running back side? It's going to be Kareem Hunt. I, don't, I hate bringing up that name. I think we have a nice break until that comes back, but it's worth saying, you know, week 12. The, I think the reality is we can't ban every Browns player, right. but there's going to be impact. Yeah. And on the note of Deshaun Watson, let's move to Division Three, where someone's team is leading it, named Watson's Massage Parlor. Thanks, Hunter. Which, Hunter, if you are listening, Josh raised a point that your logo is a dolphin. Which, Jason's not here, but what the heck is going on here? Because when Josh said, why is Hunter's logo a dolphin, my initial thought, and my thought that has been ongoing, is that, well, it's because Watson's on the Dolphins, which is just factually incorrect. Yeah. In every sense, it's just, why else would his team have a Dolphin if his team name is Watson's Massage Parlor? And so we're assuming it's because of Tyreek Hill. It's tenuous at best. Not sure what's going on here. I, I mean, I'm not sure if the team name change for the first time in a couple years yeah. was better or worse than it was before, but yeah, Hunter. I mean, Hunter's in first place in their division. Um, I really don't think that lasts no. at all. He's the fourth highest scoring team in that division, and he has the fewest or second fewest points against. I think he. He got bailed out by me scoring 60 points. He's gotten... He, doesn't, he, he has a solid team, but it's it's very boom-bust. He doesn't really have a flex or a RB2 at this point. Right. And so I think when you look at the rest of the teams in this division, Josh, I know you were high on Jacob. You want to speak to his team? Yeah. It's maybe not that I'm high on his team, but I respect the grind to pick only Chiefs. And the Chiefs have been looked... This year it has worked out great. They've been looking a whole lot better than I really thought they were going to. I didn't think Clyde was going to be as good as he was. I mean, we all knew Mahomes is Mahomes. I didn't think Miko Hardman would be anywhere decent. Isaiah Pacheco, you kind of expect, but like you expect that later on. You know, you don't yeah. expect the dude to get half the carries yeah. by week four. Yeah, you would expect when Jacob has four Chiefs on his team, you'd think that they would hemorrhage each other, and it would be they can't all score touchdowns this week. Yeah. But the reality so far is that they have all been scoring I would also like to point out, he also has Jarek McKinnon, so he has all three running backs. He, he does, and he keeps playing the wrong one as he cycles through them is the reality. But, I mean, this week, Mahomes 23, CEH 22, Hardman and McKinnon only score a point each. It doesn't matter, he gets the win. I mean, it, it's, it's working on a week-to-week basis. So Diggs will help that team. Rashad Penny's been a whole lot better than a lot of people thought. Same with the whole Seahawks offense in general. Um, Rashad Penny had what 180 yards this week. Yeah, Something insane. Go off. That's a another benefit of just playing the Lions. For being honest, but yeah, yeah but you'd yeah. figure that like the Lions would be like moderately okay at no. run defense because you know they have to practice against Jamal and DeAndre every week. That defense is horrible. It's it really so is. bad. I honestly would consider taking like Georgia's defense over him. A nice old debate on college versus NFL. But I would honestly consider taking Georgia's defense over Detroit's. Well, the way Georgia's defense played against Missouri, it yeah. might be a rough day. That's fair. That's very fair. That's fair. So, uh, Jacob is currently sitting at 2-2. Two and two. Alongside him are Adithia at 2-2. Two and two. 
Oh, it's just Aditya 2-2. Two and, two. and then the only, the one division with 1-3 and three teams in Conference 2 is Tom at 1-3 and three and Sam at 1-3. and three. And we really got to put out an RIP for Tom because the only week that he's won is when he scored the most points in the league. Mm-hmm. And the man just can't catch a break outside of that. He, and it's tough too because his... RB2 right now is Jamal Williams, and it's like, you are very lucky to have him as your RB2, because he's the number three running back. You could argue he's probably your RB1, and it's tough that he couldn't do more with his current points for. I mean, he is the most second most points in the division, and he's 1-3, and three, and as soon as DeAndre Swift come, comes back... I don't think he'll be scoring too many points. I don't think you're getting too many uh, 30-point performances. I think Jamalis is RB3 right now. Is it? Because he has Cordero. Oh, yeah. Cordero got injured, but he does have Algier on his bench. So a very, very smart move by Tom to handcuff an aging Cordero Patterson. But do you sit Jamal Williams? He's... Scored 23 points I, he, in the he's past two weeks. Start, well, he sat him two weeks ago against Josh because DeAndre got injured in that game. Yeah. And so then, I think he started him this week. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, did. he had him in flex, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just how it rolls sometimes. But mm-hmm. Tom's team, trying to bring it up right now. He's 11th for breakdown. Uh, he's... This past week was probably the tough one. He was 14-5 and five against the rest of the league. Just so happened that he lost. Josh probably doesn't feel a whole lot of sympathy for him. Yeah. No, game. not a whole lot. No, no not a whole lot. No, so. he, he scored but, as much in week three as he did in the first two weeks combined. Yes, and that was against Josh in a rivalry game. And now um, for those and who not, were not aware at home. Yeah, for those not aware at home, it's the great rivalry game known as the Bean Snappers Battle for Guam. And now I have to take a shot of hot sauce and I'm... Tom, you need to tell me what hot sauce, man. I Tom can't keep living in this anticipation. Yeah. Josh, Tom does not listen to this. It's speaking it out to the world. I'm manifesting Tom's response. He has to, noodles take a shot of hot sauce that Tom picks. Yes. Correct. Just to clarify. Yeah. Correct. So, you have to think, though, Tom's team probably ends up getting closer to 500, maybe a 5-7 and seven yeah. at the end of the year. No, I don't think, I don't I think don't, Tom ends the season. I don't know. Record. His quarterbacks are tough. They are tough, but like, when you look at Deontay Johnson, Devontae Smith, Terry McLaurin, Derrick Henry, Mike Gesicki, Pat, oh no, he doesn't have Pat Fryer, C-Pat, like that's a, that's a good team. I don't know if it is. Like, it, the Steelers? Okay. Whether or not he has a good team, the reality mm-hmm. is that he shouldn't have a hundred more points against compared to the rest of the teams that, in his division. Okay. Over the course, I'm just saying that law of averages says that over the course of the season, he should get better opportunities to actually win. Uh, all right, yeah, that's fair. He's projected to lose this week on, to Travis. So. That's well, as we talked week. about, Travis, powerhouse in conference one. Yeah, that's so. another tough week. That's a, that is a tough draw. So I guess we can take a bit quick side break here. Weeks 1, 4, 7, 10, and 12 are your division weeks. As always, we play the teams in your division. Uh, you then also in your schedule play five team, the other five teams that are in your conference, but in the other division. And then three of the re- the three remaining weeks out of the year, you play 
across the conference or the other conference. That's one of this is this upcoming week, week five is one of those three weeks. And so it's just random pairing between the divisions. And so this is the week, along with the other two, that'll truly make or break kind of what the final records are and what you need to get into the playoffs. Because the reality is that when you play everyone within your conference, the number of wins and losses will have to be equivalent. But if, say, one conference goes 8-2 and two this week, if you're in the losing end and the eight other teams of your conference win, it is very hard to make up that ground the rest of the way. And so I would argue that this is actually one of the most important weeks. If you want to win your division, obviously the divisional weeks are the most important. But this is kind of the second most important to setting your, your team apart from the rest of the conference when it comes to seeding. I would argue rivalry weeks are always the most important. Yes. Because your ego is on the line. At your ego and league funding is on the line. Yep. Yes. That is true. Yep. That is true. So, psychologically, rivalry weeks are number one. Yeah. Yes. Undoubtedly. So, but... Yeah, uh, is you guys think Sam is in trouble? Do you think Sam bounces back from this one and three start? You know, I Sam's got that dog in him. I think he'll find some way back. He'll he he'll be five and eight by the end of the year, is my guess. His running backs are very solid, and like his riders, I don't know. I, his team is solid. He's got the QB issue. I, I think the reason why he isn't doing too well is because of that QB issue the first couple of weeks. But and for those not aware, he had both Dak Prescott and Zach Wilson go down correct. to injury. Yes. So. So I mean, Wilson for now to hold down the fort. I mean, he looked good against the Steelers, one of the better defenses. And then once Dak comes back, again, you gotta think. Does Dak start when he comes back? I'm not 100% sure anymore because of Cooper Rush. We'll see. It's a it's a very outlandish statement to say, but Cooper Rush is 4-0 right now. And Cooper, Rush starts. Is, Cooper Rush is the only Dallas Cowboys quarterback in team history to start his career 4-0. So, yeah. it's hey, You look at that's what happened to Dak with Tony Romo. Yeah. That's how Dak, Tony Romo too. got injured, and that's Dak just won the job by winning. Right. And it's hard to, to pull a guy out, unless you're the 49ers and you just hate Jimmy Garoppolo. If your quarterback is winning, you don't typically you don't, get rid of him. Correct. Uh, I mean, Khalil Herbert looks good on... Uh, he has J.K. Dobbins on his bench. I was right. looking at yeah, that. Like, exactly. And I think it's it's smart. You should bench him while he still gets up to speed, but the first two weeks have been promising for He scored 20-some points yeah, last week. He had week. two touchdowns yeah. and on 40 yards, but yeah, yes, yeah. still. He got I four mean, targets. It, Sam's team is has a lot of depth at it. It's really going to come down to the boom busts. He has an opportunity for a get-right game against Rafi. Both of them yeah. are one and three. It is a rivalry game. I have no idea what's on the line, if anything's on the line. But, yeah. I bet something big. Probably not. Like Sam has to take the dog out of himself. <laughs> like Saw. You just got to <laughs> surgically remove the, the dog from you. <laughs> well, I I think Sam's team logo is a dog within a rib cage. Yep. So if the X-rays are positive, well, I I think we've just come up with what their punishment has to be. <laughs> if Rafi loses, nothing happens. Yep. It's just if Sam. Just if Sam loses. So. Also. I noticed this. Rafi's team, Scooby-Doo, is Rafi the dog in Sam? Oh, <laughs> oh, I like that. 
Yes. Oh, it's the battle of the puppies in this match. <laughs> That's the puppy bowl right there. <laughs> it's the puppy bowl. Rafi versus Sam. So, yeah, no, we've got Scooby Doo versus Got That Dog in them. I'm not sure I ever would have thought in the first nine years of the league we'd have a dog versus dog matchup. Yeah. Uh, I'd prefer not to get shut down for dog fighting. But. <laughs> a little guest appearance for Michael Vick. But... Oh, dear. All right. <laughs> Well, on we that can, note, we can make a few calls. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, we can move on now to the last division. Oh Some would say the most fun division. Yeah. Some would say let's run it back again next year already. No. Normally a no. The year. No. All I'm gonna say is y'all better stop me from winning the division if you don't want it to happen again. Because this is too much fun. I'm right trying. Now. I'm really trying. This is too much fun right now. Um, yeah. Every team is 500 or better. It's going great. Josh is two and two, Eric's two and two, RJ's two and two, Sydney is two and two, and then I am three and one. Uh, to note though, I'm one of the two teams between me and RJ who, during the divisional week, did not play other divisional opponents. That was like our one cross division gotcha. game. So, still quite a few fun matchups ahead with that. It'll be really interesting this week to see how everything shakes out playing across the conference. Some people drew tougher matchups than others. We have Eric versus Jason, mm-hmm. which Eric, that's a cupcake for you. Don't trade. I don't know when this gets released. Do not trade with Jason. He's the number one team right now. If I beat him, hopefully he's not the number he's one. He's gonna team find right a way now. to give Nico Collins to someone for like Kyler Murray. Just don't don't trade him a QB. See, I, it, hear me out. I'm not sure it's actually a bad trade for Travis to trade Trevor Lawrence for Nico Collins. That's a horrible deal. Nico Collins is meh at best. But but Travis needs a wide receiver. I don't think Travis does. He does. Travis Travis needs a flex spot. Who's on waivers? You know he's not hitting waivers. Travis Travis will make a trade before he does anything with the waivers, typically. I mean, if he just wait out Elijah Mitchell coming back. Do you really want to start Corey Davis and Elijah Mitchell as your... Corey Davis is fine right now. I, I Corey guess. Davis is good. Corey uh, Davis and Zach Wilson, they're like brothers. Yeah. Fair enough. I see, you know, Travis really runs his team like an actual NFL team. He's got Dalton Schultz and Jake Ferguson. Yep. Cowboys 1 and 2. Badgers legend, Jake but, Ferguson. Uh, I'm going to backtrack. I keep thinking when we say Elijah Mitchell, Elijah Moore. So that's why I was thinking he had two Jets wide receivers. Oh, no, no, no. No, never mind. Ooh. I Ignore that then. He, he'll be fine. Yep. Guys, I got breaking news. All around this division, Sydney just sent me a trade. Oh, what is it? Quick analysis for this. Actually, no. Let's wait until we get to Here's what I'm going to say. Accept it. I don't want to accept it. Blindly accept, and then we'll talk about it after. We can, let's, yeah, let's talk about it later. Okay. But remind me. So, well, you got a preview of Jason versus Eric. That should be a fun one this week. Uh, Eric... Recently lost Javante, yes. but if he can pull this out, especially if Jason doesn't have a quarterback, it'll go a long ways to your aspirations for a higher playoff seed. Josh, highest scoring team in the division, two and two. Yep. Some up weeks, some mid weeks. Yep. Two and two, nonetheless. Yeah, I may I may have started an inactive running back, and I may have started a wide receiver that got negative points, but I can always count on the gambling gods to bail me out when I need it most. And that's what happened this week. 
Shout out the 49ers defense for getting that pick six. I was way too loud to be living in an apartment building. Holy cow. So, and with that pick six, with about six minutes left of Monday Night Football, Josh was lifted over Sydney, who is dealing with his own injury problems right now, isn't he? Oh, at quarterback, so some quarterback issues there. rest of his team, obviously, very powerful. So it will, it'll be interesting to see, because Sydney right now sits in last place in this division, and his team Sydney, looks pretty I think, solid. I think I looked it up. Sydney, I think, has the second lowest points for. Sydney, New York City dog, you heard? is not repping New York City well. He's kind of like the Knicks. Well, someone's got to be. Yeah, someone's got to be the Knicks. Not everyone can be the Nets. So, well, and then RJ's team uh, dropped a tough one this past week to Jacob, but can't feel like you have too many concerns with his team at this point. Uh, aside from, well, I guess injuries again, when you look at Michael Thomas. I mean, he's, I would he's, be a little nervous about Najee Harris right now. He's yeah. he hasn't performed too well. You know who has more rushing touchdowns than him? Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett does. Najee Harris has one rushing touchdown. Kenny Pickett has two. Something to keep an eye on. And his better quarterback is injured now. Daniel Jones is out. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Burrow, we've discovered, is quite mid. Daniel Jones is the future. He's the truth. Is he out? Is Dan Jones out for I, London against the Packers? I think he might be. I, I don't think it's, Packers it's not official. But like, out by another game without their I don't think it's official, but like he did not it's look trending. good. I, I think I see right now the Giants are working out AJ McCarron and Jake Fromm. Yeah. Oh, AJ McCarron actually was decent, wasn't he? I feel like AJ McCarron in the games that he's actually gotten to play, he hasn't been bad. I don't think I've seen A.J. McCarron play since he played at Alabama. Yeah, I, he was on the Texans, right, for the longest time. Was he? I think he was a backup, but that's an old name. That is a... That that feels like a grade school name. Yeah, that... He was on the Texans, yeah, wow. Yeah, that was a random, that was a very random callback. He was in the Texans in 2020-2019. I guess I remember him when he was on the Bengals in <laughs> the mid-2010s. Every yeah. picture that I look up of A.J. McCarron has his wife on it. It's just a smoke show? Yeah, is his wife more important than him? Catherine Webb is a... Jesus. It's very educational, if you can tell. Okay, so I take it oh. back. A.J. McCarron, not great in relief. Um... Yeah, as far as fantasy points go. Oh, she was a former Miss Alabama. Oh, this is the game I remember. He went 21 for 36 with 225. I guess zero touchdowns and a pick in week 17 against the Titans oh. in 2019. So he'll he'll take on the Daniel Jones role very well. Yes, he will have no problem adapting. Well, if history has shown us anything, they need to go to their third string and then they're fine. And then they'll take it to OT against yep. the Packers, yeah. <laughs> Shout it's out a try and shoot strategy. Yeah, shout out London. You're going to get a good game because the Packers are going to find a way to mess it up. So, well, before we drag on too much with this division, who do you guys think wins it? Me. <laughs> That's Eric. a tough question. Eric wants to say himself I wanna so say bad. Me and Everyone should say me. Yeah, I don't understand. Well. I don't know. If Javante didn't get injured, I would say me right away. But I have to make a trade. And I don't know if I will. And speaking of trades... <laughs> yeah, Sydney sent me this trade. Well, tell me who's better off, because this is interdivision trade here. 
Sydney sends me James Conner, Chase Edmonds, Cole Komet, and I give him Leonard Fournette and Will Disley. Keep in mind, my current RB2 right now is Naeem Hines. Why would you not do that? That's a... Yeah, that's kind of... My issue with it is... Cole Chase Komet. Edmonds? Chase Edmonds is... He's not good. Not good, yes. I would rather start Naeem Hines over Chase Edmonds. And I James Conner is not good either. He's, He's like the lead not. back in Arizona, but Arizona kind of sucks for Also, him. Eno Benjamin's eating into those Yes, areas. he is. That is very true. That's why I'm hesitant. So I don't know. We'll see. I kind of want to wait because there's a chance Jonathan Taylor doesn't play this week, in which case Naeem Hines is actually a decent play. And Got then it. I just do the, delay the trade maybe a week. That but, makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Again, if, if I were to pick someone to win the division... Sorry, back to your original question. I'm probably taking Josh now that I think about it. He could use, well... As long as Josh's team stays healthy... Once my team stops being broken. When you look at the... Every, the thing is that you have different players questionable every week. Plus, that is true. Marquise Brown is going to not be top 10 once DeAndre Hopkins comes back. You lack faith in Hollywood. The man's name is Hollywood. DeAndre Hopkins is the top five wide receiver when healthy. I see the thing well, is, like, that was when he was let's on go, Like let's go back to <laughs> yeah, okay. that is true. That's fair. That's fair point. <laughs> like you, you can't say Barry Bonds is top five. I, mm, some people might argue that. Like there are clips of like coaches being like, "You're one of the best in the league," and he 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 responds with, "I know." It's like. How can you say that with a straight face, knowing you're doing performance in yeah, anti drugs? Yeah. I, I, it's just so fascinating that it's the people who do the dr- performance enhancing drugs are never the people that are humble and like, oh, no, no, I like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I well, Lance Armstrong. Yeah. He had us all fooled. He, he had did. Oprah fooled. He did have everyone fooled. Yeah. It wasn't drugs, though. It was doping. Blood doping, yeah. Oh, when I say drugs in the context of that, I was talking about PEDs. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I feel like if you look back the last, like, eight games of last year, Nuke kind of had a bad... Yeah, you... Like... Yeah, okay. It it seems the only plays that they run for Nuke in Cliff Kingsbury's offense is just streak go routes and this is maybe because cliff is just not a good coach and no one wants to, to admit that. that i am starting to think that i'm screaming it all week every sunday cliff throw the ball do something entertaining stop just doing go routes wide receiver screens and give the ball to james connor for one yard which is also why i don't want james connor but we'll see we'll, yeah we'll think about it we'll have to, we'll, we'll wait and see what comes around also, and there's certainly, you'd have to think, will be more trades. It's been relatively quiet. Christian's been involved with both of the trades yeah. to date, but I think those are the only two trades that have been made. Yeah. You want to hear this trade that RJ wanted? I, I asked RJ for um, a trade. I was spitballing here. It was I was going to give him Jalen Hurts and Mike Williams for Joe Burrow and Najee Harris. He said, throw in Romeo Dobbs, too, and you have a deal. No. That is a horrible trade. If anything, you can't say that to a Packers fan. Right. It, like, I'm, I don't know. I want to keep him. Yeah, it's probably fan interest. Does it hinder my fantasy performance? Yeah. But I like rooting for him because I want him to do well. But, like, 
Jalen Hurts and Mike Williams. Like, come on. Jalen Hurts is QB3. Mike Williams, is he's wide receiver 20. He's a little inconsistent. Actually, I think he might be a little bit better after last week. But I don't know. Harris isn't doing well. Joe Burrow is, I think, number nine. I don't know. It was just like a slap in the face. And for that, I'm not picking RJ to win the division. <laughs> Screw you, RJ. That you could have got an extra mic. Yeah. I could have had an extra mic. Can't guard all of the mics. We can't guard my- oh Could my you goodness. imagine? Mike Evans, Mike, Mike Williams, and Michael Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> you you blew it, man. I'm hey, looking up the mics on... Still stands Jeff Wilson for Mike Williams. I'm going to look up all the yeah, mics on... Yeah, have to think about it. It's a very temporary fix. I don't know how the backfield is going to do with Elijah Mitchell once it comes back. Do you really yeah. think Elijah Mitchell comes back, though? In the man has played. The man has played about three total games. Oh, no, that's a fair seasons. point. That's a fair point. Like well, I like. It's kind of like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah. What happens when he gets injured the third time? Because clearly the man's knees can't, unfortunately, well, handle being. As we all know, what the saying actually is: it's fool me once, shame on you. Fool me, can't get fooled again. Yes. Thank you, George. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get fooled again. He's yeah. gonna be great. <laughs> That clip is so. St- I, I love J. Cole for bringing that up. He really brought that clip to fame. So. Yeah. Well, I think that for the most part rounds out our our third of the season recap. You know, quarter season recap sounds so much better than third of the season recap. We really should have done this after week yeah, three. It's, it's the quarterly business reports. Yeah. Not well, the trimester report. Not in school. There's yeah. what seventeen fantasy weeks if you include playoffs. Yes. So like four, four would be around a quarter. Yeah. yeah, but for the regular season, we're a third of the way there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's pretty quarter cool. of the year. It's the first quarter. Q one. Q one. Only yeah. the good teams make it to Q four. See how the sec- first semester goes. You know, you get first, yeah. Second quarter. Yeah. Sure. Report no. card grades. They yeah. always say. You still have a chance About to one fix fifth it. of the teams won't make it past the first semester. What? What? It's like the thing the fir- in college. Yeah. Like the thing in college oh, where like yeah. one fifth of you won't make it past your first semester. Yeah. Do they? Do they try to scare you with that stat? In Madison, it's a bit more true. Right, but like you don't tell people that stat unless you want them to be aware that. I don't know if I heard that stat. I did. I had not. It, yeah, who's our who's our RA? The the girl. Helen, I think. Helen, yeah, Helen. Helen said that to me and a few other people. Huh. It's tough. Well, we were told that we had the highest uh, ACT testing score of any class in the past history mm. of the University of Minnesota. And then when I was a welcome week leader the following year, that class was told that they oh. had the highest testing scores. And if you look at it. There's a very psycho- known, well-known psychological term called, I think it was the Flynn effect, where testing scores over time just get better because we get better at taking tests yeah. at the longer a test is around. And so literally, I went back and looked at it, and for the last 15 years, every class except for like the class of 20, 2009 was the best class in the history of the University of Minnesota okay. for testing. Gotcha. So line always goes up, baby. Yep. yep. Stocks only go up. Never go down, especially today. <laughs> especially t- when this aired, Tuesday, October fourth. Stocks only went up today. Stocks only went up today. And they've only gone up for the last year. Mm, <laughs> I don't know about that. If by but, up you mean down twenty percent. Yep. 
My ROI is looking mighty fine. Mine is not. I invested mainly for the first time in the middle of March. Yeah, that's so tough. The that's ROI is about minus 22 yeah. right now. Water. I don't know if you guys can hear. Wait, let's just be silent for a minute. Okay, I don't think they can hear, but that background soundtrack, if you do hear it, that's our upstairs neighbors. Is that upstairs? That is upstairs. Yeah, that is upstairs. Okay. They're gonna be they're gonna be evicted in two weeks. Oh, they turn do you it think off. so? I I got. We should do a pool. How long until they get evicted? Yeah. So the only reason that there's a chance they get evicted is we found out a week and a half ago that the person living on the third floor is the landlord's daughter. Yes. And so she complained about the noise because frankly we can hear them at two a.m. on a Thursday. 2 a.m. on a Monday, yeah. noon on a Tuesday, just anytime, anywhere. Uh, Josh blames his inability to pull Kamara out of his lineup on their loudness, but you know, there's a chance that'll happen. Other news around here, we had a window get broken. Yeah, yeah was, we did. That was interesting. Yeah, we had a few what happened there? Oh, I just blew up. So, John, our landlord, I don't know if people care about this, but apparently other glass, if you ever come to the apartment, by the way, like, come to Chicago, let us know. We'll give you two. Yeah, we'll get you some alert shots. But our yeah, our windows are weird, but he said, like, the there's, like, a gas inside the block of window that when I think the temperature started changing, I don't know what happened to it. It just got, there was it a, got weird. There was an exterior crack. Yeah, that too. So, uh, yeah. so the pressure difference probably just put enough force. Yeah. Because yeah. okay. Eric and I were just chilling out here watching college football on a Saturday, and we heard what sounded like... It's like a glass dropped. Like, someone dropped a glass. Yeah, okay. so we were, like, checking our rooms. Like, did a coffee cup break or something? Yeah. And we found it. Then we looked, yeah, it's just broken window. So, it takes, oh like, two months to get the new window. Yeah. I, I would imagine if there's any type of gas in there, there's a shortage there's, for a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Right now. So, well, anything else new that we just want to non-fantasy football related mention? Um, Eric's basketball team. Hit a buzzer beater. Yeah, three. Connor, if you're listening to this, thank you. Quick shout out to you. But yeah. I, wait, that's game. the guy. Our listener is the yes. guy who hit the, the shot. <laughs> complete coincidence. Michael Jordan, yeah. He, yeah. A crazy game. Tie breaking area. Yeah, hit a tie to tie it up. Three pointer. Four seconds left. Take it to overtime. Then we had one basket. I think it was the only basket in overtime. Pretty that's, crazy. We that's all the went team's out. first win. That was our first win. It was also against an undefeated team. Was it really? What? Yes. Yes. God damn. We, yeah. Again, we scored. I think. I think I told you guys this. We scored more points this game than we did the previous two games combined. Yeah, I did hear that. So. Well, pick hey. and rolls. Pick and rolls. It's the the, team's the offensive to scheme is coming together. It works in football too. This is like Modern the moment after the training montage in the movies where. The, the shitty little team starts to become they the, start, the champions. Yeah. And what they never show though is that champions. the movie actually ends here. Yeah, no. <laughs> we were telling because we went to a bar after to grab a drink because we were like, this is a, like, yeah, this is a great feeling. And the bar, t- like, the owner is just, like, hyping us up. He's like, oh, are you guys going to be here, like, every week? And it's, we said we were only going to come here for wins. And it's kind of like... <laughs> We want to say yes, but at the same time, it's like, our first two weeks were really, really bad. So, I don't know. 
we hit our shots this game. I don't know how likely it we is the next game. If we can just carry the momentum, I think we'll be good. But it's like if we just if the shots stop dropping, then it's like ugh. so we'll see. We shall see. Yeah. Like March Madness. Yeah. Anything, anything going around anything can happen. In, in a single game vacuum, anything can happen. That is true. Yeah. So but we'll see. Jason had a, a kickball game tonight. Yeah, I was kinda expecting him to be back by now. So we could yeah. he could do the They must have won as well. <laughs> they must have won. I think they go grab a drink after every game. Yeah. So. It's it's kickball. It's not No. They're not there though. So. Yeah, if they could drink in the field, they would, but they can't. So uh, they in New Jersey, them. I know the New Jersey co-ed kickball leagues, all of them drink during the game. <laughs> or the, the, soccer was really the only one I was told where they didn't drink because, I mean, Who wants I can't say that I've tried it, but I don't want to ever try yeah, that. Yeah. Well, our volleyball league this summer, we were told no drinks on the beach, and then by, like, the second week, everyone was just drinking before the game. Volleyball's a game you can get away with. There's just so yes. many people. It's not like... You're not, like, out... Sand volleyball, wreck... Like, you're not doing too much, for being no. honest. It, yeah. Yeah. But, but kickball, you're doing a ton. You know? You gotta... Kickball. Kegball. Kegball. Kegball for our Wisconsin listeners. Kegball. You know what I mean. Kickball would be interesting. Kickball's fun. I want to do it here, but I don't know where you would do a park that can do drinking. Can we do it at... And have just have a keg, because that's a big part of it. Can we do it at Johnville? I doubt it. I think in Madison it works because the one park, the church owns, like, the grounds. Oh. So that's why it works. Oh, wait. Oh. For those of us, those of you stayed. Yeah, you're still You might have a special special guest appearance. Yes. Hey. Hey. We're live. Hello, world. It's your first place team. You that is sound a, very confident. A defeated that. man right there. <laughs> Did you lose your kickball game? Yeah, seven nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you held them to fewer runs than you've held the other teams. Yeah, our defense was really good. We had base runners every inning. I'm optimistic for the playoffs next week. I think we can make a run. Your team made the playoffs. Yeah. I think every team does. Yeah. You know, yeah. Not in the soccer league I'm in, but oh. fair enough. My yeah, volleyball. you're in the wrong league. Friend, Chicago Sport and Social, S3, pretty good. My basketball team is Chicago Sport. Every team makes the playoffs. There you go. Volleyball is well, the same, too. But. Yeah, if you ever want to join the podcast, feel free to call <laughs> in. We need to replace Jason because he's yeah, gone all the time. Yeah, yeah. Do what the heck How is going on here? Uh, sure, I can pull one up. Real quick, we've been riffing for a while here. Yeah, okay. we're only at we're only at the hour mark, and we haven't produced content for yeah, two months. So I'm pretty yeah. sure we could put out a four hour segment. And be quick fun. question, just a thought, just throwing this out there. Yeah, if we hit a thousand listeners on an episode, do we do a twenty four hour podcast? Sure. sure. If we sure. hit a thousand yes. listeners, we'll do a twenty. All right, hour this is reason enough to get this bumped up because I'm trying to get hopped up on caffeine and talk for 24 hours straight. Sure. Would we... I we mean, do a live stream. I don't think we do You would have to do it on a Sunday, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I well, would think... We could all take off. Jason, I don't know if you can take off. You can pop in. in well, I probably you could do it during football would be fun. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. That would be great if it was a London... I think it was the last London game. It would no, be great to do it. No, there's like five there. London oh. games this year. It'd be great to do it then, because then you just 
You can start talking about football. Yeah, so if you're listening, yeah. get the get the viewer numbers up. Maybe buy some bots or two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could probably do a better job of promoting it ourselves. The, the reality is that when we, we do a podcast on a 20-team league, you do tend to limit your viewership to 20 teams. Yeah. I mean, I say, whoever Connor is, he has more dedication than any of my friends that listened once <laughs> to this. And we're like, Jackson, I don't understand what's going on. Twitch Harris one. Yes, I told you you wouldn't understand yeah. what's going on. So, fans are fans. I don't know. Maybe there will be a German resurgence again at some point. <laughs> I mean, we could, just, we could just have more podcasts where we just talk. Instead of about football, you well, never know. Yeah. Spin off a comedy podcast. There we go. We do have someone that goes to Second City in our, in our immediate friend group that used to host this podcast. Yeah, if, yeah. if you thought you were missing the humor in this uh, this episode, it's because Jason and Christian were both gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, We're straight shooters, you know? Yeah. Eric can't make a joke to save his life. He works in the suburbs. Come on. Make a joke. I'm looking at one. <laughs> Alright, so I won't pull out uh, what the heck is going on here tonight. So uh, I take a lot of heat around this uh, living pad for uh, being a traitor. Well, tonight I turn on someone who, you know, I've been pretty close to over the years. Some might say I've even been a fanatic. Brett Favre, what the heck is going on here, man? Okay. So, get So first off, you take welfare money to make speeches. That's it is what it like. You shouldn't, but hey, then you don't make the speeches. Why? What the heck is going on here? Then you use those funds to build a volleyball site and okay. Okay. So first off, the funds can't be used to build space, build like Structures, but you or one of the cronies you worked with probably knew that. Who cares, right, Brett? So, okay. Then, when you get questioned about it, you start calling the people who are calling you liars, which, Brett, if, you, if you're hearing this, call me. You need a new legal team, buddy. So, oh, he'll send you something on, on the <laughs> Oh, phone. he'll text you. Yeah. Right? He'll a picture. So if you're going to make an argument, it's still wrong, but if you're going to make an argument, find the ways that you can use it to help those in need in Mississippi. Find ways to use the building to help the community. Uh-uh, that's not what you're doing. You're just calling people liars, bub. Oh, man. I have gone as you probably at least twice for Halloween. This year I should go in a prison outfit. <laughs> <laughs> the future Brett. Ugh. Enjoy it, buddy. You're gonna need it. I'm gonna throw this out there. This might be not even top five worst things Brett Favre has done in oh, his yeah. life. Oh, yeah. And, like, uh, he did get a sitting governor to commit fraud. He did that. Yeah. He, he sexted a, a sports journalist and then got her fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was addicted to painkillers for a while, cheated on his wife. Uh, yeah, the painkillers part's not... Nah, that, that, that it's not like hurting well, other well no he stole he stole pain medicine from his teammates is the thing yeah, yeah. and like Brett Favre has got an NFL a problem. free pass for a lot of things over the years like when he went into the Hall of Fame no one questioned it with him being a first ballot but you look at a guy like T.O. you look at a guy like Randy Moss they're guys that should be 
first ballot Hall of Famers, given their resumes. But, like, T.O., for example, they're just like, uh, his off-field antics, let's make him wait. Make Brett Favre wait a year in that case. Like, especially with what happened late in his career, I... You, you got off with a free pass. You could have ridden off in the sunset as just a beloved golden boy. But no, you needed to use public welfare funds for a volleyball facility that you probably could have paid for very easily on your own. He's got that Wrangler money. Yep. Yeah, I think the total amount of the welfare payments was something around $49 million. Holy shit, I didn't know it was that much. It was more. It was more? I think it's like... A conservative estimate is like in the seventies. Okay. Woo! Yeah. If yeah. any of you are looking for more uh, more in depth information on this, there's a good ESPN Daily podcast episode. It's like forty five minutes. I think it was from September thirtieth that it came out. I'd highly recommend it. And now I don't know if you can hear this. You're getting a preview of what we go through four nights a week. Justin Bieber. They are. They're playing bait. Yeah. It's not even cool anymore, kids. Come on. It is a Tuesday night. Yeah. At 10.30 p.m. Everyone has off on Tuesdays, though. I mean... I did take off work tomorrow. I did take off work. See, y'all should have had the foresight. I did. I knew this would happen. Also, we need to call John, because this is getting on my nerves. Like, I... Like, we were all in college. Like... I don't remember, I don't remember it, doing this consistently. If it was a no. Friday or Saturday evening night, even, I mean, anytime Sunday, yeah. and if it was between the hours of, say, 4 and 10 p.m., I, I wouldn't really have an yeah. issue with it. My, my, my concern is they have friends, presumably. I hear, I hear multiple Oh, yes. There. I've seen oh, friends oh, outside. I, I can hear the entire conversation. Where are they living? Well, I mean, the reality is... We're just gonna go deep dive into this. Yeah. There's two of them up there, but it is a three bedroom apartment because one of them just never showed up apparently. And so they likely have far more space than anybody else's. I mean, yeah. We, we, we like our apartment. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's great for four people, but if you had fewer people, I mean, there'd be tons of space. And so I think their apartment has somehow become the party apartment and they're partying four to six days a week at this point. I wonder what the security... De- no, there's no security department. There no. Yeah. We just had to pay a fee mm-hmm. instead. Right. I'm, I'm putting my bet down. One month max, then they get evicted. I, I, think, I think the landlord probably considers the fact that there's trimesters and would not evict them in the middle of a trimester for DePaul. So I'm going to go with December 1st. Will they get evicted for something like this? Oh, yeah. So the, the thing we were talking about, though, is that the landlord's daughter mm-hmm. lives above them. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, at a certain point, like, presumably he's already talked to him about this. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's still going on. Because he talked to it about, like, he brought it up to us when he came. Like, yeah. we didn't bring it up to him. He's yeah, like, no. Right. Window broke. We're like, John, can you fix the window? He shows up. Is it loud upstairs? Yeah, First thing he asks yes, us. Yes. Yeah. Not even where's the window. To which we said yes, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Well, anyway, thanks for tuning in. Uh, be sure to tune in next week or uh, whenever the podcast comes. A, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a, a generous bit, estimate. That's yeah. a bit ambitious right there. I man. would expect two weeks from now, start to get your hopes up. Mm. It's also ambitious start from a guy who didn't show up for oh, the Oh, yeah. Podcast, I had kickball. So. 
I, I was integral oh, to the team. Our listeners know you were at Kick. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're on what the heck is going on here segment. The, all right. The new schedule is when Tom tells me what hot sauce I gotta take a shot of, we'll do the podcast thing because I'm gonna go on some rambling. It's just hot sauce. Who's to say yeah. though? Do yeah. we need to sit down and do like an hour podcast? Could we just do 15 minute shorts? We could just we could just no, some, it's really not. Yeah. I mean, we were playing fifteen minutes, and it would wind up being three hours. I will harken back. The podcast is called Twenty for Twenty because we're going to cover all twenty teams in twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it was for? Yeah. That was the idea yeah. initially. Well, I think also just the ESPN's thirty for thirty. I don't think we've ever had a twenty minute episode. We've never come anywhere near it. Well, anyway, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. And if you are interested in joining the podcast sometime in the future, because Jason just wants this to end, so we're going to have an open position here, presumably, relatively soon. So, yeah. Well, see you, see you next time. Peace out. trying to close this so hard. Because yeah. complaining about your uh, apartment uh, neighbors... Makes good <laughs> podcast. Jason, I don't think you realize that these days a lot of podcasts just talk about their lives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just riff. I mean, believe me, I know. <laughs> okay. It's, it's more approachable than just being like, okay, let's look at Adam's team. No one in the league can look, no one that's not in the league can look at Adam's team. This is true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, right. thanks everyone for listening. We'll talk to you later. This is so.